Alright, so welcome to You Heard It Here, a podcast where we talk about our thoughts on current popular music and events. I'm Devin, and I am not joined by my co-host, Kevin Q. Uh, he was dead weight, you know, he was messing up the show. No, I'm just playing. Um, Kevin's out of town right now, but he will be back shortly, and we will return to our our regular show when he gets back. But since he's gone, I'm going to try something a little different. I thought that since the show was about music, maybe my audience would want to know about uh, what music means to me and how I developed my taste over the years. So this is going to be a two-episode uh, two episode journey. First, we're going to dive into, you know, my upbringing through through grade school and the second episode uh, is going to be a little bit more in-depth look of how my taste changed in college so for today's episode I think three segments is appropriate uh, one for up through elementary then we'll move on to middle school and finally high school so uh, let's just get right into it uh, so music has been really important to me since I was very young. I was born the son of a song leader, uh, which is basically the the leader of songs in a church, who was also a member of a gospel choir. Um, I think they were called ASAP. I'm not sure if they're still they're still active, but um, so my father was a pretty talented musician. He he played saxophone and also piano. And his example just played a huge role in shaping what I would be listening to, even even though I didn't notice it at the time. So growing up, it was it was mandatory that I take piano lessons because obviously I gotta follow in my father's footsteps. And as I stated in the previous episode, or one of my previous episodes, I was only really familiar with various forms of uh, gospel music. Christian rock and jazz. So while everyone was listening to, you know, your Kanye West and your Britney Spears or Chris Browns or uh, whatever whatever boy band was around, I was uh, listening to Kirk Franklin and Smokey Norfolk. I'm not sure if those names are familiar to anyone, but uh, I know them really well. I can pull out Smokey's voice in a heartbeat. Third Day is also a big name. If you're into Christian rock, you probably heard Third Day. And yeah, I wish I could name some jazz artists that that I was hearing as a younger kid, but I didn't have any interest in that music. Uh, it just sounded like well-executed noise to me. You know, they were playing really fast, and that was cool, but uh, it just seemed to get repetitive for me. And ironically, we listened to Christian rock and gospel during the week. But um, when we went to church, which is when you would think we'd listen to that, we only listened to jazz. Um, so this is basically how it was for my younger years. I was uh, a pretty obedient child, so I didn't try to um, listen to the newest pop or hip hop. Um, behind my parents' backs. 
because I don't think they wanted that for me at that at that time. Also, I just wasn't really aware of the fact that I was missing anything music-wise until I hit middle school. Um, so right now, we're going to take a quick break and uh, I'll return and finish up this with my middle school years and also my high school years. So see you guys in a bit. We're back. So coming into middle school, I became more aware of how odd it was that I uh, didn't know your top 40 songs. And since since it was middle school, the most awkward period, I wanted to fit in. So I began telling people, you know, that I was in the I was in the classic rock because then I didn't have to um, I didn't have to know or keep up with the popular songs. Um, yeah, I, re- I really had no interest in that. I was smart enough to, you know, know a few songs from the bigger bands from back in the day, and that would that would get me by. I also picked up saxophone around here, so now now I've completely uh, copied my father with his with his instrumental talents. But around eighth grade, I began to run into a. A new problem of fitting in. I was told that classic rock was just was too white for me to listen to from my classmates. Obviously, I didn't really care that much. It seemed like a weird complaint to me, but you know, I I didn't really like classic rock anyway. So obviously, the natural progression of thing was to to listen to hip hop, which was what all my friends were listening to. Finding that type of music for me was sort of difficult because I just gotten a phone and I had no idea how to use it. I'd never had like a like a iPod or iPod Mini or whatever the whatever the Apple product was. I never had any of those. And uh, the only computer we had in the house was in the kitchen, so that was obviously out. You know, that's the place where where the family congregates a lot of the time. And I didn't have earbuds, so I didn't want to be blasting the music for everyone to hear, you know, because <laughs> I, was, I was trying to keep it a secret. So, uh, my bright idea was to finally put the radio we had in the house to good use. Uh, I took it in my room. I just turned the volume down really quietly so I could I could barely hear it. So I knew, I knew no one else could hear it outside of the room. And I... I just looked for the popular music. My first experience with this was uh, listening to 95.5 The Beat, which which no longer exists, sadly. But uh, they played new hip hop and R&B, so that's what I was looking for. And although my search began for the wrong reasons, uh, I really enjoyed listening to the station every day, and it gave me a good balance. I feel. Well, I still mostly listen to. Yeah, what was prescribed for me, the gospel and the jazz. I was, I was able to now at least listen to a genre that I felt I could, 
I can fantasize about um, the artists were insanely confident <laughs> to put it to put it nicely and they um, they just had everything that you know a middle schooler would want this basically this basically gets us through middle school uh, this period is where I, where I really just hit a lull in my my interest of listening to music at this point I felt as though the radio was getting you know really repetitive um, I wasn't really finding anything that I enjoyed quite like I did when I uh, began listening in middle school obviously you know there are a few groups that that stuck out to me that I didn't necessarily hear from the radio but that I had, I had grown attached to over this period there was Run DMC which was an 80s rock and rap group and you know Outkast uh, Atlanta, Atlanta-based rap duo Andre 3000 and Big Boy, but uh, nothing really modern was sticking for me at least. Uh, I still wasn't into jazz, even though I was I was playing saxophone. At this point, I was um, performing a bit more. Uh, I was I was a competent saxophonist. A few solo shows. I did a couple of duets with um, with my sister. She she played the piano and I played the saxophone. I still kept up with what was popular. I just wasn't I wasn't really excited about it. And I just felt I'd I'd you know heard it all, <laughs> but obviously that wasn't true. Um, I wasn't internet savvy enough, and I didn't have the right group of friends to discover uh, the music I was looking for. I remember that I would, you know, pretty much check iTunes religiously every week and just be disappointed with what they featured, what they what they wanted to put the spotlight on. I was I was just getting fed, you know, more of, more of the Drake, Lil Wayne, Katy Perry type type pop music. For me, it all um, it all really clicked when I left high school and went to my UGA orientation. So yeah, that basically brings us through grade school. In the next episode, I'll talk about the many phases I've gone through in three years of college. So as always, you can email us at youheardithere4290 at gmail.com. And since you're listening to us now, you know you can find us on Podbean. And you heard it here. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. We'll see you guys next time.